Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Voices from the Northeast podcast Christmas special. Merry Christmas. Welcome to the podcast, people. You know, I was born in North Eden Colliery. I should have remembered that because my mother used to work for them. I'm champion lead at the rugby fight. She went flying over me, Paul, into Bustelli. It is lovely to be back, and it's lovely that I'm back for the Christmas break. Um, It's been really busy recently, so I am sorry that Series 3 has been a little bit disjointed in episodes being released. And in fact, this episode is being recorded three days before Christmas, and I suspect it's going to come out and be online for you to listen to, along with about three other episodes all at once. <laughs> because I'm having to sit down and edit as much as I can in one day. Um... Yes, work, um, school, has been very, very busy in the run-up to Christmas with all the things that have been going on. And then, outside of that, every spare minute has been used to try and, you know, get presents in for people and get them wrapped and send the cards out you want to send out and all of those things that make the festive season so wonderful and quite stressful. (laughs) But it is my favourite time of year, it really is. I am sat here recording this with my Santa hat on. You can't see it, but it is there. (laughs) I hope the Christmas season has started off for you wonderfully. I hope you're all safe and well. I hope you're all looking forward to and are able to spend Christmas with the people you want to spend Christmas with and celebrate it in whatever way you celebrate it. And that is kind of what tonight's episode is all about. I asked some of our regular voices to just interview each other for me and to talk about Christmas, Christmas traditions, favourite Christmas memories, and I gave them some pointers. I suggested they might want to talk about what food was on the Christmas table. I suggested they might want to talk about presents that they can remember getting or things they got up to at school in the run-up to Christmas. But other than that, they had free reign to just talk about Christmas. So... We have an interview from my mum and dad, just a conversation between the two of them about Christmas, and Jacqueline and her daughter Adele recorded a lovely conversation about Christmas for me too. I'm going to play them. I hope they're a wonderful um, gateway into your own memories of Christmas. I hope they put smiles on your faces, because Christmas is all about smiles. Enjoy the first interview, which is a conversation between my mum and dad. Christmas is coming, the geese are getting fat. Please put a penny in the old man's hat. If you haven't got a penny, a hapney will do. If you haven't got a hapney, God bless you. Gosh, that's one of the oldest songs I could remember hearing as a child when I was oh, very, very young in the 50s. I don't know how old that song is by the sound of it. Very, very old. Yeah, I can remember singing that. It's that's not so much you sing it these days, but when we're kids, so certainly that, did I. Yeah, yeah, so that signalled really preparing the house for 
the the home, wasn't it, for for getting ready for Christmas? It's probably the earliest. Yeah, I think so. I would, I'd agree with you on that one. So how how did you remember like preparing the home then? Well, we didn't do a lot. I mean, there was the like your mum and dad basically. You know, the um, decorations came into the centre of the room, all usually handmade until you started to get the the tin foil ones in the sixties. But before that, there were just paper what? chains, I, weren't there? Well, can you remember the ones that were like concertinas when you pulled them out? And it was yeah. like absolutely, you could get short ones, long That's ones. Right. And you just had to stick into the ceiling or the wall with drawn, drawn pins. pins. None no of this blue, blue. tack. <laughs> <laughs> and it was looped from corner to corner in the room. Um, yeah, that was the signal. And then this really old... Um, Christmas tree came out, but it was, I would say it was probably only the week before Christmas that yeah, the Christmas yeah. tree came out. It certainly didn't come out early. Um, no, I remember we had, a, we had a house full anyway when we were down at North Seaton, so the, like you, it was the, the week before Christmas, otherwise it would be pretty cluttered otherwise. Well, that's so. right. We only had a living room, and that was where the living room was where we ate and everything, you know. So, yeah, it was decorated with precious baubles glass baubles yeah. and things and um definitely but or baubles that were like very thin thin fine metal that would break so easily if you yeah, dropped them glass, yeah a lot were glass and had to be kept treated very carefully um and there was always the fairy on the top of the fairy christmas tree i don't know if you had a fairy a fairy or a, <laughs> sometimes it was a star on the top yeah we had this yeah like a plastic doll with a um what is it, crepe paper? Oh, yeah. Yes, oh, and yeah. a bit of tinsel on. Of course, tinsel became very popular. Oh, when you got tinsel? Ah, oh, that yeah, was posh, that. that was, tinsel. Yeah, tin, tinsel was everywhere sort of thing. But it was always just the living room. Nowhere else was no, decorated. Yeah, just the living know. room. What, pretty much one room in the house. That's right. And it was covered, sort of these things all put up. That was sort of a star. But weeks before that, of course, at school. All oh, right, yeah. Yes, school made a lot more. Um, yeah, you were Re- learning carols and yeah. songs. And rehearsing and, them and yes. rehearsing for school plays. Yeah. At the infants, I mean, we're from, we're talking 50s, 60s here. So rehearsals started quite early, didn't they, really? Yeah. Um, I know the infant school I went to, I'm convinced it was only when you got to your, your final year, which was seven years old. You started school five till seven at infant school, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you would maybe five be seven. seven. Five, yeah. yeah, and um, it was the top class put the play on for the school because the parents didn't do it. Uh, they never came to it, did they? No. Yeah, we it was more than just the top class at when I was at North oh, Seton School. So yeah, everybody would have some part to play in whatever was going to be the performance. Yeah, I might be wrong. I mean, I, I really can't remember. It. I can only remember being in it when yeah. I was sort of in my last year. And of course, when the I mentioned on a previous podcast, when the infant school merged with the, the junior school and we're all on the one site after a period of time. You had the really little ones who would be coming into the front of the, the yes. performance, sitting down on the, right. well, on the ground or sitting that. on the little benches that they used to have at school. And they would they would, they be would always be the angels. Angels, the yeah. yeah. Yes. But then when I went to junior school, the junior school I went to was an all-girls school. And 
we were upstairs, the boys were downstairs, the girls were upstairs, and it was like a long corridor with classrooms off. And I do remember weeks before, what seems in a child's memory, um, so the corridor was beautifully decorated and, you know, you were painting in classrooms for weeks beforehand and putting pictures up on the walls and things like that. So, and then there was a big Christmas tree outside the headmistress office. Not a real one. Nobody had real no, Christmas trees then. No. Um, and what always were made so much stuff to bring home. Yeah. You know, all sorts. I can't really remember what, but, you know, I, I do remember there was a lot of toilet roll holders, um, egg cartons and jam jars yeah. being made into snowmen and things like that, <laughs> and a lot of cotton wool. I do remember cotton Tons. wool being stuck on windows <laughs> in the classroom to look like snowflakes, or we're cutting out, making snowflakes. And in, and in those paper. days, cotton wool wasn't really in cotton wool balls. It was just big loads of it cotton was, wool in a packet. That that's right, to, it was. You pull, just pulled it, it off. strands and all that. Indeed, it was yeah. used for everything, you know, yeah. covered a multitude of scenes. I was getting scenes. ticked off uh, North Seton School at, um, when we were preparing for one of the Christmas plays. Um, uh, me, me and Gary Morey were like... Um, in, in the nativity, I remember this, and we got ticked off because we had to uh, bring out the baby Jesus from underneath the uh, the skirt of Mary, you know. And of course, <laughs> me and Gary looked at each other and started to snigger and laugh as we we're pulling this baby out. And of course, Miss Graham, who was looking after at the time, that was it. The two were under the clock again. That was another trip to the under I think the you clock. You spent most of your time. Yeah, so under both the of clock. us, they got, uh, but they did allow us to be in the play as long as we didn't snigger. Yeah. So. But every class as well, um, and we didn't have a hall at the school I went to. So every class did their own individual plays. And I always remember when I was about seven or eight, we did the elves and the shoemaker and I got the shoemaker. Now, I often wonder when I progressed to other classes, I can't ever remember being a part of the play again, so I must have been terrible or something. <laughs> but there was the great excitement for the Christmas um, tea, the Christmas party. Oh, that was just wonderful. Yeah. And you remember, you took your mother's plate. You took a yeah, plate full of stuff to, to eat, and everybody used to... Everything went. I mean, you know, everybody but was hands was, in. And... But the back of the plate, you had to have your name put yeah, on. So right. it was usually a piece of elastoplast, because <laughs> it stuck best. <laughs> so it was an elastoplast with your initials on. And it was there for months. <laughs> but it was like... I mean, the sandwiches, you know, you've got to remember... There wasn't a lot of money about, so it was jam sandwiches, jam sandwiches or egg. cheese and egg. egg. Uh -huh. yeah. egg. You never had anything like, um, there was no tuna or anything like that in <laughs> no, those no. days. And I don't, I can't even think there was sausage rolls or anything, there was cakes, there was plenty, lots of sometimes you very might, You cakes. might occasionally got a little, like a beef sandwich or something, like if somebody had had a bit of beef and... If your party was on a Monday. Yeah, exactly. If after your dinner, after, after the a Sunday, Sunday dinner. dinner. If it was the back end of the week, tough. Yeah, but we used to play, every class had their own party. Yeah. Usually, I think it was all on the same day. I'm yeah. sure it was in those days. Um, and we, there was musical chairs. Oh, and, musical, um, oh musical chairs used to turn, in, turn into a rugby scrum. Well, it might have when it was boys and girls, <laughs> but girls it wasn't so bad. We were quite sedate, I remember. You know, musical statues and things How like that. How can you that. play a musical chairs sedately? 
well, no, I, you, I when, when you're fighting for that chair, it's a case of you get there first. Can so. you remember playing, um, what was it? I sent a letter to, to my love, love and on the way I lost it. One of you has picked it up and put it in your pocket. It was not you, it was not you, it was. And then you would run around, you would always sat in a circle on the bottom. And you would run around the one person chosen and drop the handkerchief. The, That's right. Letter. Wherever or the letter was the supposed to, or tap them on the shoulder, and then they had to run around and try and catch it. Yeah, before you got into their place. That's right. But in your school, what used oh, to yeah, happen? Yeah. Because so, you had a mixed school, and girls did. didn't do this. So we had a mixed school, and I remember the last year at North Seton Junior School. Only the last Christmas before we moved up to senior school, they allowed us to play that song. Was Postman, um, Postman's Knock. That wasn't post. So we used to play that as post. Anyway, we allow that to play. So what's that now? Did we not used to sing that? Anyway, Postman's Knock was where you choose somebody and if they liked you, that you could get a kiss. Now, I'm getting that wrong on Joe. You say I'm getting mixed up. But I remember that the only one year they allowed us to play Postman's Knock at the junior school before, and that was the last year. So they had this little screen up, and if if you. If a boy or a girl chose the, the other person for a kiss, they could either say yes or no. That's how you played Postman's Knock. Yes. You were in the behind the door. That's right. And you had to knock on the door and they had to try and guess what girl yeah. or boy was there. Yeah. And if they guessed right, you could have a kiss. If they guessed wrong, you were sent back. Yeah, on your, on your way, mate. On yeah. your way, yeah. yeah. So, and anyway. then, of course, we went on to senior school after that, and that was a different kettle of fish. Again, I went to an all-girls school, where you went to a mixed school. The only real thing I remember, I suppose, is of, of any note from the when we were at the grammar school, was uh, it was the first or second year, and it was a terrible winter, and instead of doing sports outside the week leading up before Christmas or a couple of weeks before Christmas they got all the boys because we used to do games separately we used to got all the boys and all the girls in the main hall and of course when they filed in you had all the girls down one end of the hall and all the boys (laughs) at the other and the teachers male and female says right find yourself a partner we're going to go through one or two dances for the Christmas party dance uh, party dances and, of course, you can imagine the lads stood at one and the girls at the other. Never the two shall meet. The only a couple of people who already were maybe going out as boy and girl, and you know, they would would go straight down and there were the bold ones and pick their partner and then come into the hall and stand and wait for everybody else. And I always remember one of the teachers saying, well, if you don't go and choose a partner, you're actually going to be given a partner and it's up to us who you have. So after that, you got a little bit more movement and people would go and choose a partner but not everybody there were some it was a case of you're with her he's with her you know whatever you know that's uh, he's with she's with him and because you had such great dancers you know to do the gay gordons and the st bernard's and And (laughs) And being an all-girls school the boys school was attached to it and when you got to the last year at school which in those days you would leave school at 16. That's right. So then the boys were allowed to come over and it was a bit the same as you, where we were allowed a joint Christmas party. Oh, very risky. (laughs) (laughs) And it was exactly the same. The boys had to, you know, you were given who you were to dance with and it was the St Bernard's Waltz and, oh, it did not work, let's put it that way. It really didn't work. Going back to Christmas Day, Jules, what about 
what you, what's your memories of? Well, can I just say, can one of the lovely things I remember about school in the last year it was that um, the all the schools in Ashington, in the mining area, all the schools went to the Central Hall and we did a big carol concert at the Central Hall. Yeah. the Central Hall, which was a huge Methodist yeah. building. It's no longer yeah. there. It's such a shame. But it was glorious. And all the schools were upstairs. And basically the whole community yeah, yeah. came downstairs. It was so big. Oh, that lent itself really well to something like that, didn't it? The, oh, the it was wonderful. And the male voice choir would be there. The operatics would be there. I'm not sure if the Colliery Band was there. Somebody, I'm sure, will know more than me. Um, but it was just the most glorious thing. Every school sang a particular carol. We all had to troop down, all in best uniforms. And we each sang whatever carol was chosen. And then at the end, the whole community and all the schools sang together. It was joyous. Now, to me, that really... Yeah, had a strong memory of Christmas by that. Right, Christmas Day. Christmas Day. What do you remember Christmas? Do you remember, did you ever sneak out of your bedroom? And no. The, no, we did. When we lived, we had stairs between, the upstairs bedroom. We would, I, mean, I remember me and our Harry and sometimes our Elizabeth as well would sneak down, more so me and Harry, would sneak down the stairs as quiet, thinking we were as quiet as mice, of course, and I'm sure my mum, dad and grandma knew exactly where we were would sneak down early about six o'clock to say, had Santy been yet, right? And sometimes what we'd do is we'd open a couple of little presents and then try and wrap them back up again. And uh, <laughs> uh, But, mo- you know, mostly if you had your big present, it wasn't always wrapped up. It was there in the room. Um, yeah, like so a bike or that. something yeah, like, like that a bike, was yeah. never wrapped up. No, no, so those sort of things. But I remember sneaking down there and, yeah. and then going back to bed. And, but like and then, you, you once told me your grandma heard you and sent you back. <laughs> she did, that. she slipped, uh, slept downstairs. She slept downstairs and she heard we're creeping down and she came to the, the door where she had our bedroom downstairs and she says, you better go back upstairs now because Santa Claus hasn't been yet. It would be Father Christmas. Probably. Well, Father Christmas. No, it would be Santa anyway. So uh, we were sent back to bed. But, but you uh, see, I was the only one, so really I had nobody to banter with. And I sadly, I just don't have a lot of memories about the excitement of Christmas Eve. I really don't. I know most of my presents, I have to admit, were second hand. My bike was a second hand bike that had been lovingly, I'm not complaining at all, lovingly painted up. I had got a pram one year and um, my dad had polished all that up and painted it and there was a, a baby doll in it, again a second hand one because it was a china one but my mum had knitted the full outfit so I can still see like peach little dress and a little hat and everything like that. Um, there was always books, I was always a fanatical reader from very very young so I do remember always having books mm. Um but no, and Christmas Day, I remember my poor mum, when my grandma died, um, she had three brothers, four actually then, four brothers. <laughs> and she used to go, we all used to go up there Christmas morning and she used to cook Christmas dinner at me grandma's house, which was a colliery house. And I can remember one of my uncles uh, I think it was me, Uncle Bill, he called him. He he uh, won a turkey one year. 
And it was just after the great big black rangers had been taken out of the colliery houses and they'd given them um, a small electric oven. <laughs> and this flaming turkey would not fit in the oven. And I can remember a sort of these brothers tried to shove it in the oven. And in the end, it was my Uncle Hank went away and he got an axe. And he, like, chopped the legs off, flattened it down. Really, we were years ahead of our time, because it was almost like a spatchcock turkey. I think we didn't have dinner till about four o'clock in the afternoon that year. Just re- I do remember that, and I was quite young. But I always went, being an only one, and my mother being one of nine, um, I, there was loads of aunties and uncles to visit. So to let me mum, poor mum, used to get on with the dinner for feeding all these men folk. Um, one of our brothers used to help her. My uncle Hank always stayed and helped her. My uncle Bill did sometimes, sorry, too. And um, we went visit my cousins. Um, so I would go and see my two grandmas. Then I would go to my Auntie Nancy's and their family. Then I would go, highlight of my day, I would go and see my cousins. Four boys. It was wonderful. I absolutely, especially when the year they got the Skelectrics. <laughs> wow, it was just wonderful. You didn't want to come home. I didn't want to come home. No. So, you know, I didn't have much Christmas at home because we always ended up going up to my grandma's to cook there for the lads. And then by the time we come home, it was like four o'clock in the afternoon and... Christmas Day was over. You did have to stop for the Queen, though, three o'clock. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was three o'clock. Yes, yeah, three, three o'clock. o'clock and Queen. it was on the radio in those days. Yeah, we didn't yeah, have a TV. Yeah. So you listened to it on the radio. And we all around the radiogram listening oh, to the goodness Queen. Goodness me, radiogram. Well, yeah. I can't remember. Like, Can you not remember Well, I can't remember watching it on the TV. So, I, I, But I listened on the radio at first when we were really young. But, uh, but, yeah. so what about carol services? I, oh, well. I remember, again... It, when I lived at the colliery, we used to have a lovely carol service at the chapel. But the other thing I always remember, the as you got a little bit older through the Sunday school, you you could join some of the members of the of the chapel who on Christmas Eve used to go around North Seaton Colliery and they'd had requests to go and sing carols yes. outside people's houses. And sometimes it was people who weren't very well. Sometimes we did it was that people right up until the eighties. Yeah, remember? yeah, we did, and yeah. I, and it was always a lovely thing. And I remember one Christmas Eve we were out carol singing. It was really cold. And then it just started to warm a little bit and it actually started to... I wish I could remember the year it was. It was We're standing outside people's houses as the snow started to come down on Christmas Eve and how cliché that, but it's actually true. And and people used to... It was mid-60s, George. I'm fairly certain it was mid-60s. People used to love that on Christmas Eve if you could because sometimes it would just be stand in the middle of the street and people would come out and listen and but others it was standing right outside somebody's door. Can you remember in the seventies, Second Avenue Methodist Chapel? Uh-huh. And it was Mr. Furley was the minister. Yes, yes. And we went to the Christmas carol service. And <laughs> oh, no. at the end of the carol service, oh, I, well, I wasn't going to say that, but no, I'll tell on. you that. Yeah. But at the end of the carol service, he just stopped and he says, Right, everybody outside. Yes, that's right. And what, everybody's looking at each other. And he said, Everybody, no excuses, everybody outside. And he wanted all to sing, Oh, come all ye faithful. Mm. That was magical because it was on a corner, um, on a busy road, 
and people were stopping yeah, and see, just by joining that. in. Yeah, um, it was beautiful. Yeah. But can you remember the carol service in the early eighties? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> Go that, on. that infamous one. Well, we all had little candles um, to light at one stage. And of course, it was old fashioned pews, church, chapel and church silent pews. Night. And it was silent night. And then when they sat down, um, <laughs> your cousin and, and, and uh, the boys put, put their candle down. And somebody's hood in front had a fur fur, fur collar and the hood flopped down and the uh, the back of the fur started to go on hold with the with the uh, with the candle. So I had to quickly like knock it out and, and, and blow it out. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it was quite amusing that night. What I about mean, notable presents at Christmas Day? I, 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 well, I mean, I've said we mine. had loads. I, I, I remember once we used to get knitted hats, knitted gloves and jumpers. My grandma was oh, an avid yeah. knitter. So yeah, I always got a new jumper. Oh, my mum. I always used to get that. But I remember one year, again in the 60s, I got the, one of the earliest skateboards. I hadn't a clue what it was. But my mum and dad had turned up. Um, they'd been to London and they came with this skateboard. And and then I also got um, a racing bike. And I remember the year I got my racing bike. It was really frosty outside Christmas morning. And I didn't, I wasn't, my dad says, no, don't take it out because it'll, it'll be really frosty. Wait, let the roads clear a little bit. Of course, I didn't really listen, did I? And I took the bike out on Christmas morning and I skidded, I skidded and I, I dented the, the back bracket on it. And when I came back, my mum says, oh, you've dented it. Don't tell your dad. Well, we'll uh, <laughs> don't tell him and later in the day. you know. <laughs> but anyway, he did, he'd seen it, but never mind. I so, know. Yeah. Well, no, I, I can't really. I remember my mum was an avid knitter as well and she... Um, she once knit me, I was about 12, and it was when mini skirts and modern dresses were all coming into fashion. And she knit me a red twin set. Oh, I thought I'd... Ugh, it was awful. I felt 109. Never mind, there's so many Christmas memories we could go on for yeah. ages. Especially sort of the lovely Christmas songs we used to sing. Yeah. That came out, Mary's Boy Child. All I want for Christmas is me two front teeth. <laughs> Um, little Donkey, White Christmas, uh, you know, all these were songs on the, yeah. well, the radio the ground radio, oh, radio, in those yeah. days, yeah, and uh, it was just lovely. Anyway, so we I'm, just want to yeah. wish everyone a really, really Merry Christmas. Yeah. And I, I guess in our lifetime, these last two years, we've never known in our lifetime, like the kind of, problems we've had over the last two years but I guess to our parents that was the war years and I think we are very very fortunate and very lucky to be surrounded by a, a loving extended family mm-hmm. yeah so but I guess yeah as Judith says wish everyone a, a healthy and happy Christmas and always carry fond memories of loved ones with you during this holiday Christmas season yeah So we'd just like to say, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Take care, everyone. Bye now. (laughs) I'm still thinking about the idea of sitting back down at a carol service with a candle in your hand and accidentally setting fire to the person in front of you's hood.
That <laughs> sounds more like the kind of thing I would have done at a carol service. Dear me. Oh, but, I mean, I didn't know. This is one of the wonderful things about recording this podcast. I don't think I've heard about my dad having getting a skateboard at Christmas before. Um, he might have told me once, but it's certainly not held in my memory, that. But I knew about the bike. Um, and, and bikes at Christmas, and like your first bike at Christmas... That's a special rite of passage, that, if I if I think for everybody. I can remember having first bikes at Christmas. They're a huge milestone in your childhood, aren't they? Oh, wonderful. And snow on Christmas Eve at a carol concert. Ah, oh, to experience that now would be wonderful. Carol services are my favourite thing at Christmas time. The, the, I love standing in the church and hearing everybody singing real carols and and it is something I sadly missed last year and I'm going to miss again this year because I don't know the closer it is to Christmas Eve as well and if it can be on Christmas Eve oh, you're winning but to come away from a carol service having sung all those songs in the company of people of all ages and to step outside into the cold starry night or ideally a snowy night that's the closest I think we might get to living inside the movies we watch at Christmas <laughs> wonderful absolutely wonderful now we have Jacqueline and her daughter Adele a wonderful conversation about their Christmas memories so hope you're sitting comfortable do you need to press pause and go and get a drink you can do that now if you must okay you're back fantastic <laughs> here is Jacqueline Nadell. My first memories of Christmas was when I was five and I lived in Sycamore Street below the store and Santa brought me a little sweet shop. It was brightly coloured and it opened out over and when you opened the doors inside was a counter, scales, cash register pretend money and some tiny weeny little sweetie bags. Inside the jars, well I think it was about four or five jars, you had what I would say was brightly coloured, um, hundreds and thousands and um, rice, rice krispies. Yeah, yeah, rice krispies, uh -huh. they had those in. And I thought that was brilliant. Then I can remember getting a little red piano for Christmas of Santi. And I thoroughly enjoyed that. But I don't know why people get them because you just plunk on the keys, you know, and what a noise it made. Yeah. What parent doesn't love a noisy toy at Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Like my Sega Mega Drive, just on about noisy toys. I always have to turn the volume down because it was so noisy. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, especially when you got, was it Smooth Criminal? Uh. The Michael Jackson one. Yeah, yeah. I think oh. that was probably like the best Christmas Sega game ever. <laughs> yeah, I think mine was probably my Cindy house. Yeah, I just remember being really, really happy when I got it and jumping up and down and crying and just being very, very, very happy. Or civilian families. I always used to get a civilian family every year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I must admit, mind you, it was so easy to buy for Christmas. Sylvanian family, Sylvanian family. Because yeah. you've got like the the civilian. Oh, I can't even say the Sylvanian school, mm -hmm. the church, oh, the bus mm -hmm. as well. But we used to take probably like back. We used to take the um branches from the Christmas tree. 
Oh, the bits that fell yeah, off. And use them as the Christmas trees for the Slovenian families. Yeah, you should do that for my Cindy house. But uh-huh. Never put any tinsel on because, yeah, didn't like tinsel. Oh, I, I can't ever remember when I was little having tinsel. It was always like the paper chains. You know, that sort of stretched from your light in the sitting room to every corner of the room. Stayed on for about two seconds. <laughs> yeah, and then but from one year to the next, you always got a tiny little bit in the corner. Yeah, I must have been there for a few years. Yeah, I can re- I can remember the tinsel in the corner, and it's like yeah, that'll just stop there till next year. <laughs> and I can remember Dad putting all the decorations up on the ceiling because just to have them concertina yes, chains. Yeah, yeah. And then we'd get up the next morning, and it'd all be on the floor, and Dad would have to get back on the ladder, and it was like. Yes. Back on a ladder to put your uh, decorations up before you open the presents. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. I couldn't open my presents yes. until we actually had the decorations. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then Dad, after presents were opened, would go around with a black bin bag, put all the presents in, like the wrapping paper. Mm-hmm. Sometimes not even after. Exactly. It was like literally like yeah, hovering over you while you were unwrapping your present. Like give me, the, give me, give me, give me, give me it. <laughs> well, then of course when we had the dogs as well. Oh, they love just getting in amongst the um the bits of wrapping paper, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they were more excited about Christmas than what we were. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we had to have little presents for them as well. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And who doesn't like a selection box for breakfast? Me! Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, that's a deal. Before anything else, you have to have something out of your selection box. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'll tell you what really, really kind of puts me in the felt for Christmas when you used to cook the turkey on Christmas Eve. Yes. Oh my gosh, I don't oh, think there's yeah. ever a better smell than the turkey cooking. Yes, when on you're Christmas coming from Eve. work or sort of like later on on the night, and mm-hmm. every time you went in the kitchen, oh, the smell would just mm-hmm. waft around. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I know. Used that. to get really excited, and it was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't remember having a turkey when I was little. It was chicken, because oh. I think beef was quite cheap, but I think poultry and chickens were quite expensive. So I think chickens were the in thing. I might be wrong, but I'm sure uh, everybody sort of got chickens. And I can't remember Christmas pudding either. Mm. Um, it was like a trifle. Or, um, oh, Viennettes. Oh, oh, no, Viennettes. Well, we hadn't heard of them, you know, then. But it was like a, a trifle or maybe an apple pie and custard. Mm. How very Christmas. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yes, but I mean, this is like sort of the late 1950s as well. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, actually, just talking about Christmas dinners, even now, if I have a pig and blanket and it's not mm-hmm. Christmas, I kind of feel really guilty. Yeah, I really do. It's like I don't know, pigs and blankets are Christmas. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of like oh, but I shouldn't be having these. No. I, sh- I should be having them at Christmas. And you always leave your pigs and blankets till the very, very last. Yeah. I don't know why, <laughs> right? Especially at Christmas dinner. I don't know if anybody else does this, but I've got an order in which I eat my Christmas dinner. And I always eat the Brussels sprouts first. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, yeah, I'll the get veg. them out of the way. Yeah, eat all the veg. Then I probably the potatoes. And yeah, just leave the pigs and blankets till last. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. definitely. Because yeah. a lot of people don't have Yorkshire puds, aren't they? You know, some people say, oh, yeah, you don't have Yorkshire puds with Christmas dinner. But I don't know if it's like a northeast thing. 
I don't but know. I know lots of people I must speak to. Oh, you've got to have a Yorkshire post with your Christmas dinner. Well, what, just one? Yeah, you can have as many as you want. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I can remember the Christmas crackers as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, nowadays, good grief. But like the when price you were, of them. Yeah, but when you were little, you know, you would get like a little cheap plastic toy. You wouldn't have a clue what it was, <laughs> but you would get it uh-huh. and you would be very, very excited. Uh-huh. And then probably buy a boxing day that would get stuck in a drawer somewhere. Well, that's because you've got the, the fake... Honestly, Christmas personified on the telly is when you see the Coca-Cola advert. 
Mm -hmm. To me anyway, don't yes. about anybody else, yeah. but Pro to me. Probably to a lot of younger listeners. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's who, what they would Who think. can remember the Christmas edition of the Radio Times? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Christmas I've, edition of Radio Times. you used to sit for ages, ticking off everything you wanted recorded. Mm -hmm. Of course, it was like the old-fashioned videos. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Like recording. You used, them, you used to get booked by in, especially for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, like right. yeah yes. you would get, get a three-hour tape, but... If you had the posh video recorder, which was another Christmas present I got, and I remember just being extremely excited about that, you could put it on slow play. So a, a three-hour videotape would last six hours. So you would record all these Christmas films and programs and what have you, and probably never watch them. Oh, that's right. You never watched them. <laughs> never watched them. The video cabinet. Yeah. And well, that was it. If yeah. you did watch them, it would be in June. You know, when it's baking hot outside and you sit there and go, eh, that was Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I can, can remember, remember that. Yeah, yeah the Christmas so. adverts come on and you're like really depressed because it's the middle of June and, you know, Christmas is a whole six, six months, months away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although probably for mum, she's probably already planning Christmas anyway. Oh, well, that's what the housewives and the mothers have to do. Mm -hmm. You know, sort of uh, round about the school holidays, yeah, sort of get things planned and sorted out. But you're very, very lucky if things go according to plan, there's always something, always yeah. something happens. Yeah, but like that film, no, it was a programme, Adrian Mole, oh, where e, the man's yes. defrosting defrost yes. the turkey in, in the, the bath. bath. Yes. Yeah, or like that time you had one too many glasses of Prosecco <laughs> before Christmas dinner. Company. Yeah, when you were just slopping everything onto the plate. <laughs> yes. Do you want some more potato? Do you want some more potato? Slop, oh, slop, slop. Yes, I don't know yeah. how I got through that day, but I did. Yeah. I have no idea, because you know, it's acceptable, apart from today, to have at least three glasses of Prosecco before dinner on Christmas mm -hmm. morning. I say before breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, a, a bit like having your selection box. Oh, yes. I was yeah. going to say, Christmas breakfast. Always a cold slice of toast. Yeah. Before we open with presents, we'll have some breakfast and there would be, yeah, a cold slice of toast, maybe with about one or two bites. A little yeah. warm cup of tea. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh, that would never, ever get drunk. So, yeah. Just speaking about the build-up to Christmas, it's like school nativity plays and <laughs> Christmas parties. Mm. Yeah. I love yeah. the Christmas parties at school. Sort of that. You always knew you were in for a good Christmas party when you walked into the hall and there would be the four cards in the corner and everybody would get really excited because you were playing the card game. Now, to me, right, forget your compendiums and your heads up or whatever it's called. To me, the best party game you can play at Christmas is the card game. Mm -hmm. Honestly, just, yeah. And the worst it. game to play. Flap, Flap the, the fish. fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, flap the that. fish. Yeah, there was always cheats. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Never, never mind. And I'm sure whilst the kids were busy playing the party games, the dinner ladies were probably, you know, in the kitchen somewhere just enjoying their Christmas dinner that they'd made for the kids and maybe see a glass of sherry. Oh, yes, yes. And the, and the, the trifle without the sherry because you did... One oh, year, yes. give the Benz the wrong trifle? Yes, many years ago when I worked in the school kitchens for the Benz Christmas dinner, um, everybody had trifle, but uh, the dinner ladies kept one large tray of trifle for the dinner ladies, the teachers and the nannies. And this trifle must have had about half a bottle of sherry in. And one of the dinner ladies got the trays mixed up. So it ended that the dinner ladies and the teachers and the nannies had trifle without the sherry. But some of the bands from the Cavendish school 
have the trifle with the sherry in. And Happy later days. on, yes, well, later on, when the nannies came in to say goodbye, they were saying, Hey, those bands, they've been such good, they've been laughing and giggling, oh, no bother at all. But, but we the, didn't like to say, well, I'm not surprised they've had quite a bit of sherry in yeah, that trifle. Yeah, but the parents loved you. So. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure they would have slept. Yeah. Well, I think they must have, yes. We certainly did after serving <laughs> the Christmas meals. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And who can remember stockings? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, your dad's pit socks. I was just going to say pit socks. Pit socks. Because you could get more stuff in the pit socks. Yeah, that would stretch, yeah. So you would get like a nut, like walnut, or then you would get like a coffee or an orange flavoured sweet. That nobody ate. That nobody ate. No, that would be a tangerine. Good old tangerines, which I did eat. Mm-hmm. Then you would probably get like a toothbrush, maybe the comb. Just like little body spray, yes. little fiddly body sprays. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, and just stuff like that. Well, everyone, we could go on talking about Christmas for hours, but we'll end now. We'd like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas! Happy New Year! Well, I have sat and listened to these as i've edited them this afternoon so they're actually in all honesty the first time i've heard them is where i'm dragging dropping them in pressing play listening to them and then recording my inserts in between and do you know i feel quite emotional (laughs) i mean listening to mom and dad and then that just a wonderful conversation between jacqueline adele and rebecca there it's lovely absolutely lovely I mean, you know, five years old and getting a sweet shop and then just that whole memory staying with you so vividly for the rest of your life. That just Christmas to a T, isn't it? You know, that's the magic of Christmas is that a lovely memory like that. And hopefully they're all lovely memories, but they stay with you your entire life. It means it's so important we try with everybody we interact with over the Christmas holiday to put a smile on somebody's face to say Merry Christmas to them it's not just because of you know Christmas Carol you don't have to think about that it's just funnily enough I had this the other morning our our, um, uh, postman uh, actually twice because it was the postman and the post lady two different days called around and dropped things off you know the inevitable Amazon packages and both times I I said Merry Christmas and you know (laughs) it's lovely watching somebody's face go oh thank you Merry Christmas to you too it's just great. It's lovely. Warm feelings inside. Um, picking up on uh, Adele and Rebecca's conversations there with her mum. Sylvanian families. Do you remember Sylvanian families? They're still going strong now because I've, I've seen them down the toy aisles. Um, and <laughs> I loved that they talked about their dad following them around on Christmas Day with a black bin liner. My mother still does this. Um, and yes, the whole hovering if you're taking a long time to unwrap presents, um, they're hovering right beside you, ready to... And this is my job. I, I'll put the, wrap, the the wrapping straight in. And uh, and when we had a dog, yeah, bless him, he used to go nuts for the wrapping paper. <laughs> and there was, you know, we touched on food and drink there. Um, baby sham. Anyone still do that at Christmas? <laughs> or we're all on Prosecco now, aren't we all? Uh, Coca-Cola advert and the Radio Times I, we don't have live TV um, much now, so the Radio Times doesn't even feature in the house this year, but 
for almost every year of my childhood and, and adult life, a copy of the Radio Times was a Bible at Christmas. It was also the only time of year we bought a copy of the Radio Times. Um, the Christmas and New Year bumper edition. And I would go at it with a highlighter pen. Usually highlighting the um, the, the late night screenings of Hammer Horror films <laughs> and Carry On films. And then all of the Christmas stuff, obviously. But I was always trying to see what, which ones are they going to have on. Usually on BBC Two. Um, yeah. Ah, uh, well... That was lovely contributions. Ah, actually, there's an extra contribution because my parents sent me another file yesterday and said we forgot to include this. So bear with me, ladies and gents. Let's have a listen. Do you remember on Christmas Eve you've written your list of the things you'd like from Santa Claus, but too late then, mind you. But I know, but that's when you did it, usually, you, Christmas then you, Eve. They would go at the fire... And put it up the chimney. Put it, light it and, and it, put it up the chimney. Yeah, it used to fly up the chimney, didn't and it? And the idea it was that Santa would whoosh up the chimney and yeah. and, and some, Santa would see your list and hopefully you'd get your top prize present that you had on your list. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Didn't always get it, though. No, I mean, that's true. Accepted, you just didn't. That's true. I do remember getting up Christmas morning and the stocking being there. Oh, yeah. Um, and... Still, every year there was an apple, apple or an orange, orange and a silver coin. A silver coin, maybe it was just a shilling, but yeah, um, yeah. it was like every year you were so thrilled to get to the bottom. <laughs> oh, and sometimes I got a handful of nuts in as well, yeah. monkey nuts or something or the, like or that. Or the chocolate Christmas coins. Or the gold coins, <laughs> yes, or a chocolate Santa or something yeah. like that. Yeah, they were very simple things that were but in you your just stock because the you? stockings weren't very yeah, big. Yeah, exactly. Yes, definitely, okay. but yeah, that was a that great was, part yeah, of it. Yeah, forgot yeah. that before, anyway. <laughs> oh, the good old Christmas stocking. There's always an orange at the bottom of mine. I hope you've enjoyed tonight's episode as much as I have enjoyed putting it together. It's absolutely touching listening to all those contributions um, from our regulars and extras. Thank you, Rebecca, for your input this time. Um, it, it was just lovely. It's really nice. It's put a huge smile on my face listening to all these as I've edited them in. I hope it's made you smile. I hope you're all reminiscing now about your own Christmas experiences over the many decades. Thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in now as we come to the end of a third series of episodes and all the specials we've recorded. There will be many more in the new year and there will be a few specials over Christmas, including some ghost stories for Christmas because that's a tradition. It's one of those things we do. You will have noticed that the kings are absent from this week's episode, Neil and Eleanor. And obviously I can't let that go. So, Neil has very kindly recorded for us his special Christmas poem. Written and performed by Neil King, I'm going to play this episode out with The Netty Before Christmas. Merry Christmas everybody and a Happy New Year. I wrote this as I had a recollection. Apparently, you can get you can get cream for it now, but I had a recollection of a snippet of life. 
that I lived at 191.5 Woodhorn Road in Asherton. Now, at that time, I was about nine years old, 1958, with some artistic license podcasters. And I had this recollection, it was just before Christmas, so I entitled my poem, The Netty Before Christmas. Twas the neat before Christmas, when all through the flat, not a person was storing, not even wore cat. Where socks were hung, tetties all donned with care, in the hope that St. Nicholas soon would be there. Me brother and me, topped and tailed in the bed, with feet that were smelly, right next to me head. Me mam and a nighty, a hat and a scarf, and dad in his great coat, where you don't know the half. When out in the yard, there arose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed, <laughs> me teeth started to chatter. I looked out the window, I couldn't believe it at all. The tin bath had fallen from its hook on the wall. The street light shone on the new fallen snow, and I knew right then I just had to go. I put on me coat, me shoes and me hat, picked up the torch and stood on the cat. <coughs> I crept down the stairs and went into the yard. The wind it whistled, the snow drifted hard. I jerked open the door of the cat outside Netty and sat on the pan. You looked like a yeti. I sat and I waited. I shivered and shook. Then tore a square of new paper off of the hook. The paraffin heater, although it was lit, gave little warmth as I waited to read for a bit. The job's never finished till the paperwork's done. So I wiped me butt and left ink on me bum. On leaving the netty, I retraced me path from the hook on the wall and hung up the bath. On reaching the stairs, me torch gave a flicker to find my room with some light I had to be quicker. I made the landing when the battery went flat. I took two more steps and I trod on the cat. <coughs> I got to me room and soon hit the sack. Started dreaming of Santa, his sack on his back. This made me feel warm from me head to me feet. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. <coughs>